Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to Toffee TV. It is the club call, your opportunity to get in touch with us and have a chat about anything. But we are focusing for the first part of the show on Sean Dyche. It is his one-year anniversary. I'm joined by Patrick Ridge, who takes care of the more-than-a-game substack. He's having a real, real, real trouble for all his education, for all his good no stories. Education. He can't put a bloody headphone in. Um, so uh, the link is at the top of the uh, Toffee TV premiere thing. You'll see the link there. I can't find the right bit if you want to give us a call. But a year in, a year in, Patrick, Sean Dyche, rounded it out with a nil-nil draw. To follow. It wouldn't be any more Sean Dyche if it wasn't a nil-nil draw, was it? But what what have you thought of him, you know, since well, since the year, over the year of him being the Everton manager? Um... Didn't like it at first, I'll be honest. Mm. In the sense of, I think it was needed and I think he did very well last season. But I just, I had I had worries that he'd just carry on doing what he'd been doing at Burnley. Mm. And I think it stopped working at Burnley. Yeah. But in fairness, I think, you know, it did brilliantly at the end to manage to keep Everton up. I don't think it particularly worked miracles necessarily. Yeah. But he did the job he was asked of. And then in very, very hard, circumstances this season I think he's it's fair to say he's done a, a, a solid a fun spectacular job and if not for a deduct an unprecedented point mm. deduction Everton would be you know safely mid-table so I think overall it's just been steady hasn't it that's and that's all you can really really say yeah it has it's been obviously this season has been Ultimately, the problem has been the 10-point deduction. We'd have 28 points if we hadn't had the deduction. Obviously, that would nicely have us in mid-table, where I think we we are. And I think that does affect um, how we think of things. How we, you know, we're all, people will be panicking right now because we're in the bottom three. He has a very much more even keel about the whole situation when you win and when you lose. And I do think that rubs off on people. I think that, I think... There's no panic. I think people look at the situation and think, of course, we've got a uh, appeal first to see if we get any points back. And if we do, then we'll be in a much healthier position. And if I think almost at the moment, it feels like we're in a bit of a holding pattern. We're trying to get what we can out of games rather than, you know, throw everything at them and end up with end up with nothing. Um, I, I still have reservations about his, 
about how he rotates a squad and how he uses subs. And again, over the weekend, you know, Onana getting injured and then him saying, well, he was lucky to play the, the whole of the game. Well, why did he play the whole of the game then make that change? Last season, it was a, he, he come in as a firefighter and he used what he had. <clears throat> and he didn't have a a target man for most of the time. He, he, he was at the club till Don come back, which helped us obviously the likes of Brighton uh, get a result. And now this season, he's obviously shaped the team more in his image. And I think it's it's done all right. There are still things I, you know, leave me a little bit unsatisfied with. And as I said, the mostly the use of the squad and um, and the subs. But I imagine he'd probably say, well, I've got the points on the board. I've done what I was asked yeah. to do in the first half of the season. And because something completely out of my control has, has, um, has damaged that situation. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> so I have two frustrations with him. But I think there is a lot of positives. I think, <laughs> firstly, I think he, if there's an idea of an Everton manager, I don't think he's far away from it. Yeah. He's down to earth. He's really sticky. He has a bit of, maybe a bit too much pessimism about him sometimes. Mm. But I was brought up on David Moyes. I was yeah. brought up on, you know, I was brought up on that kind of football. I, I think he's limited. I do think he's limited and it doesn't make him a bad manager, mm. but he's got clear limitations and yeah. we see them in games against Luton at home where it's the onus is on you to have the ball, you to do what, mm. you to go and win the game. And I think when there's those situations, maybe why he struggled to get results at home as well, that's when it comes to, yeah. come to roost. I've kind of accepted now. He's unfortunately never going to... He's one of those managers that I think maybe he feels he's been unfairly put into a box. Mm. But at the end of the day, all the evidence is he does fit in that box, and yeah. he's very good at like he he's very good at what he's good at, yeah. and he's not good at like he'll never be good at what he's not good at. Now he's what in his fifties, he's a very experienced manager. Yeah. He's not suddenly going to change, I think. You know, but in terms of what realistic choice there would have been to then come and for one keep us up, but two deal with all the chaos mm. that's been around the club. I do think he's done a really good job of just, like you said, keeping everything calm, keeping a lid on it, like taking a step back and just looking at it and thinking, like, these are the facts of the situation, the reality of the situation, yeah. as he always says, and this is what we've got to do to try and change it. Yeah. Um, we have got his stats there so far. If we just have a little look at his stats. 40 games, 13 wins, 10 draws, 17 defeats, uh, goals for 43, goals against 57. Um Win percentage is 32.5 and his points per game is 1.23. Now, I actually think if you transfer two of those defeats into wins, that would be the near-perfect record of what you'd be looking for. Yeah. It's a, I think it's a one in three, isn't it? Yeah. That's what you look for in a mid-table manager or a, even you know just top-half table is is a one in three manager because that, that, will, that will normally... Work out. Um, it's like forty-seven points. Yeah, normally, I mean, that'll work out as as <laughs> easy safety. In some seasons, is will be you know top half of the table, and that's much better than what we've we've had of late. So, it's just you know a couple of more wins would would have made that near pe- perfect. But um, and as I said, with twenty-eight points and the size of the squad, um, I think so far he's been he, he he's done well. It's just that. People get very, very nervous because they look at the table and because they see the points right now. And as I said, that's you have to take it on. You have to take it on what he's actually done rather than what the table says. And 
the football's not great. We know that. We're not playing we're not playing amazing football. I do think at times it's better football than I actually thought we would get yeah. under Sean Dice, yeah. you know, playing out from the back and actually trying to, you know, break the press. At, at times, I mean we spoke about it throughout the shows today. There's there's been we don't really see many patterns of playing attack, but mm. we do definitely see more than there was probably under Lampard and Benitez. Yeah. Um there's definitely been I think that's what most surprised me if one when he came in, I was expecting, well, what he'll do is have his really organised, really disciplined. And we didn't, I mean, we didn't see that last season, mm. really. And I think his, he has blind spots for certain players. His, his blind spot for a certain player didn't help last season in the running until he changed it. Mm. Um, but in that defensive aspect, but I think from an attacking aspect, he found a way for a team that hadn't been effective to be effective. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we've seen this season now that is very reliant on Abdullah Dekoro. Yeah. But, that's just where we are as a team yeah. and where we are as a squad. So I think as a first year in charge, like you said, it, it's not far off as good as we could have hoped for. And it was a team that didn't have Abdelai Decor in, of course, before yeah. he came into it. So we actually switched it so that rather than playing, say, five at the back and looking for, you know, clean sheets that way, that we were going to get clean sheets by winning the ball in midfield and breaking higher up the pitch. And with Decor, he suddenly was someone who could play between the lines and take, take advantage of that space. And... You know, we know how good he is, and it is testament to how good he's been in front, in goal. That how much we miss him. I think, yeah, and I mentioned my worries about him because, like I said, I, I I've, I've never truly rated Dyche as this um, kind of manager who's just misunderstood or anything like that. I thought he's very good at what he's good at, hmm. and I think his time at Burnley had gone stale, and like that happens. He'd been there a long yeah. time, and the play he didn't really have the squad for it, and and everything like that. But also, his ideas weren't working. Yeah. And I was worried he was just going to come in and try the same thing again. And I think at times when he hasn't had Decore, he's reverted back to that. Yeah. I think at times without Decore, Everton have resembled that Burnley of the latter days of Daesh. And it's been bad to watch. But not just bad to watch, but the results have been bad as well. But with Decore, it's like that player he never had at Burnley. That one who joins the midfield and attack and has that athleticism yeah. to get around. And when we've been at our best... Like that Brighton game last season, yeah. the Bournemouth game at home when we the Newcastle game, you know, there's been some really, really good results. Um there's and then like the ones Brentford, Villa away this season, like, you know, we, we have performed really well at times and like you said, twenty eight points this season mm. the you can't sniff your nose up at that. We'd be all confident of, you know, being able to be safe by April, wouldn't we, at the very mm. latest, if not for the deduction. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's shown some kind of development as a manager. Um, but maybe, I suppose, in a in dream scenario, it would have been, if he was going to come in, I'd have liked to have seen a bit more development of the side that he's not good at, in mm. the sense of, like, when it is about having possession, what can we do with it? How can we create those chances? And it's not just, like, against Luton on Saturday, just going long and not really having any... Yeah, I think, I think when he's deprived, when he's deprived of um, the plays he needs, then we do look so limited yeah. and... And obviously the core is one of them. But we have got we got Astronet. This is gonna be dead interesting watching Patrick try and put it this is, headphone in. I'm gonna hold it in. Go on. Go. Astro yeah. Nick, are you there, mate? Yeah, can you hear me? We can hear you, yeah. No frogs in the bayou. Just just you. Yeah, we'll see how this works. <laughs> we'll see how this works. We'll see Go how on. this works. The frogs are unpredictable. How are you? Well we're 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 all right, so we're okay, you know. We're, yeah, we're, yeah. We're quiet, along. quiet deadline day. At least we knew this deadline day was going to be dead quiet. To be honest, know? to be honest, mate, we're going to use trends for the quiet transfer fair deadline day to try and convince Baz that um, America really did go to the moon in '69. I think that's the real. Well, listen, that's the real one for the day. 
you know what, right? Like one of these days, one mm. of these days, I am actually going to show up there and I am going to absolutely show I'm, I'm going to pester him with facts and mm. figures and perspectives. And I'm not walking out of that studio until Baz believes that mm. Apollo 11 landed on the moon in July of 1969. Because, listen, conspiracy theories are a whole lot of fun. I actually think conspiracy theorists are more fun than the theories <laughs> they come up with. But uh, that's one that's not up for debate. Yeah, um, fair yeah, play. Yeah, that's not that's not one up for debate. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what else is up is is not up for debate. The fact that Everton is never going to get a penalty ever again. <laughs> ever like, again. I, ever again. No, ever. there's never going to be a penalty awarded to Everton mm. ever again. And you can take that to the bank uh, instead of a Sean promise. That's an Astro promise. <laughs> um, you know. So yeah, mate. I'm I'm honestly like I got so angry yesterday about a, a, a cacophony of things uh, that Everton was just the nasty sour cherry on top of a poop Sunday that was my Tuesday, and and I actually walked out of the I walked out of the house and went and walked like three miles yesterday. Me me and Astro Junior went for a long walk and we were debating the you know mm. the just the pure illegality of the way the Premier League operates. And how, like, you know, if you, honest to goodness, sat a donkey down and told him, like, verse, chorus, and verse, everything that's happened regarding Everton and the Premier League and PNS and little Dickie Masters, that donkey would kick you in the head. It's so absurd. Like, it is honest to goodness. I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm more angry about. The fact that Everton couldn't find their ass with both hands in the dark. And, and and the juvenile way in which we went about defending ourselves or the fact that the the Premier League is just so like morally bankrupt and corrupt an organization like it, it's not even a, it's not even up for debate anymore. It's literally on display every day of the week. And you got little Dicky, little Dickie's playing out old uh, Cheeto tits playbook. You know, he's 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 going to to attack us in the press, you know, when he's just being put to task. For, you know, trying to say that Nottingham Forest and Everton Football Club are small. Well, I'm sorry, little Dickie. I don't know what your metric is for small, but that ain't how this, this, it's not how this works. You don't get to decide that. And, and, and I don't know. And the fact that Chelsea and Manchester City never, ever are going to be brought to heel to answer for their financial uh, misgivings. And the fact that the seditious shithouse six have still not paid their money that nope. they were you know, burdened for, for what, you know, for them trying to outkick their coverage and go to that little tin pot European super league. I, listen, it, the only reason that we're getting picked on is because they think they can get away with it. Yeah. And like early on in this, I said, you're going to, you, you mess with the wrong fan base, but actually I'm kind of afraid that they picked us because they thought we'd be a soft touch and an easy target because I am wore out. I am tired. Mm. I am I am literally just flagging like I dreaded the match yesterday. Yeah. I dreaded the match yesterday. Hell, my truck dreaded the match. Did you hear that? <laughs> I did hear your truck, Dan. I was worried. I was yeah, just, it's like that. Like my truck talking. I, I said <laughs> Everton, and my truck said no. It's like danger, Will Robinson. Do you it drive Optimus like, Prime? I don't actually uh, drive Optimus Prime, but shame. I would drive Optimus yeah. Prime if given the chance. Of course, yes. who wouldn't?
Yes, of course I would. But no, I'm, <laughs> mate, I don't know. I don't know how y'all do it. I don't know how you guys do it. Um, but especially on a, on a transfer deadline day, I, I did catch a bit of the daily live extra this morning mm. and, and it was interesting to hear, uh, I think it was Patrick who was on there with Baz. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He was interesting to hear him say that there are knock on effects to all these shenanigans that the premier league is playing with right now because everybody is terrified to spend money. I mean, literally, yeah. when you make the rules up as you go and nobody knows what your intent is and they're not sure whether you just might decide to, I don't know, hey, this worked last year, but you know what? For no arbitrary reason, you can't claim that anymore. Yeah. And you had no idea the goalposts were going to move or the metric is going to change. Listen, my little brother, when he was little, you couldn't play Candyland with him. You want to know why? Because he'd change the rules and he would just do whatever he wanted. He'd spin it. He didn't get what he wanted. He'd spin it again. Right. <laughs> It, it, it was called Dimitri Wins, okay? There was nothing you could do about it. Don't call it Candyland. Call it Dimitri Wins. Are we playing that with the Premier League? Mm. It ain't the Premier League. It's just what little Dickie Masters wants. Yeah. Or whatever the top six want. Because let's yeah. face it, it's a closed shop, and anybody that calls it anything other than that is deluding themselves, and they're high as the balls on a tall dog, and I want some of what they're smoking because I need something to take the edge off of the pain and the struggle <laughs> that is being an Evertonian right now. Nick, can I ask you one question? You can ask me a bunch of questions. What, go what ahead the, and start what with the one. hell is Candyland? <laughs> because the only Candyland I know was was in um, Django Unchained, and I don't want to play that game. So can you explain no, to us? No, man. No, it's not. It's not. You know what? Like we got shoots and ladders over here, and y'all have like snakes and something. Snakes and ladders. It's a board yeah. game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we had shoots and ladders, and snakes and ladders. Candyland is just a little bit sweeter version of that. Okay. Where you get to be like a little gingerbread man running through the board. Candyland okay. is. No, it's we, old, we haven't like, got it. Part- we haven't got it. We haven't got it. It's not out. Hey, you know. Well, listen. It, it's not. Listen, I'm not being was, funny, but it's not like America to have something that to for kids to play. It needs to have something to do with like candy treats is that let's be honest listen when you when you're a country that thrives on guns bad ideas and morbid obesity i don't know <laughs> what you I, I mean listen Candyland seems like it would be wildly appropriate you know what i'm saying yeah uh that Fair seems play. to be very on brand for america mm. all you Unless do is the- just add a little bit of I was going to say Sorry. the only thing I can think of. No, no, the only thing I can think of, which is what's actually making it feel really good, is you know where uh, Katy Perry's video for, um, for you know the one where she's like walking through a literal Candyland. That's fine. I'm on board with that all day. California girls. I've actually never seen that. That doesn't I, I surprise actually, me. That doesn't surprise yeah, me. But go on YouTube and just now, Google now, California girls Katy Perry. Watch the video right. and tell me if that's Candyland. Go if it's not Candyland, you haven't wasted three minutes of your life. I'm telling you that <laughs> right now. Okay. Again, I don't know why that's going off. It must not like Katy Perry either. So sorry, <laughs> but yeah, no, mate, no, I, yeah. Listen, I, I, ultimately, like, I'm, I don't know. I know you said earlier we're in a holding pattern. Mm. I agree, but like, like, I'm very concerned by the lack of an engagement from the club. Like, why have I, I, we I, not yeah. learned the lesson? Yeah, I do, why have I we do not feel like they're the in a tough position at the minute, Astro. That's the issue. Like, I feel like. They're 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 very scared of saying anything that that the that the appeals commission might might come back you know might they might be seen or reported by the media to have skewed things so I I'm frustrated too but I I think that's maybe where they're coming from that they're trying to play everything safe now I think we'd all like wouldn't we Ped that they're gonna. 
that they actually come out and defend themselves and be a bit more bullish. They're not going to do that. The simple fact is they haven't got anyone to do that. The 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 um. There's no one at the club to do that, sadly. There's no one to make that decision. They're rudderless. There's no board. There's no CEO. There's no chairman. They're, there's no owner. They're waiting for the new owners. Um, there's obviously 115 media staff, but um, that's by the by. But there's no one to make those decisions. There's no one to come out and say. There's no one to even appoint anyone. There's no one even to... to there's briefing, of course. There's people telling us all the facts and figures about what what should be put out there. But people want to hear it from the football club. They really do. You're absolutely right, Nick. People want to hear that the football club have got some elements of control over this situation. And maybe when, maybe once this is actually finished, the commission's actually finished, and over the next few days. Everton might start to say things. But again, I, I feel... So, this is where I actually think, as we're talking about Sean D- D- Dyche, um, this is actually where I think he's... A, you know, We can talk about like Frank Lampard as in like a manager or in control of the situation. This is where I think Dyche is actually better because he is in control of the situation. This situation actually shoots Dyche a lot more than it would have a Frank Lampard or certainly someone like uh, Benitez, who obviously wasn't a favourite and people would have took it out on him. Someone like... Someone like Dyche can bat all this off and can talk with a calmness. You know, I watch every press conference, um, looking at the sit, looking at him, waiting for him to react, but he doesn't react. And I actually think when we talk about sometimes he lo- you want him to, as you well, do. Yeah. But when I, but sometimes when we talk about him, when he talks about things like paying your back, he loves talking about XG paying your back. I actually think the fact that he is calm does pay him back yeah. because then we don't go back to the ranting and raving of like say Arteta at, Newca- at Newcastle. Mm. Where people go, um, this is a terrible situation and it's being made worse by an out-of-control manager and he needs to be calm for his club. I think Dice is calm, but what we need is actually a spokesman coming out and t- saying it like it is or someone who doesn't actually work for the club but is empowered by the club, like an ex-player to come out and speak, get on a podcast, offer himself up to all these major podcasts. I'm not being funny, right? If Gary Neville got a phone call off like someone who was an ex-player and said, I'm going to come on and I'm going to say some things that are going to go viral mm-hmm. and you're going to love this. They'd invite them on. If, if they could do an Everton special, yeah. they would do an Everton yeah. special. But having Jamie Carragher as, you, as your spokesperson or having Frank Lampard who stands up and says the things, that doesn't... That for us as a fan base just makes a... Ro- I mean, Frank Lampard said some very interesting things on that podcast, but to me it was like... I looked at it and just went, I don't want... I, it's nothing really it's new, not, is it? But like, it's also nothing that's going to... You're going to go, well, he's having a go at, like, the board because they sacked him. Or not that pe- I think people... But it's, yeah, yeah. you know. Still there, Nick? He's gone. Is he gone? No, he's still there. Still there, Nick? It's You can unmic yourself, Nick, yeah, if you want. Maybe his truck's taking over. Oh, dear. Maybe his, Price, maybe his truck as... Um, has taken over. So, hello, Nick. Uh, Bob the Blue. I mean, again, I don't understand this. It's, again, you're being... Uh, many people would call this sexist in the modern age, but you said Ped, the Barbie fan, loves California girls. What a surprise. I do, mate. Uh, number one, the Barbie film is very, very good. And number two, Katy Perry, I've been to see her multiple times. I've been to see her four times in concert. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I'm not bothered about music, but I'll give her a good look. I'm going to see, uh, uh, sorry if this offends you, but I'm going to see Taylor Swift this year. And also, I'm going to see Girls Aloud. Oh, does that hurt your sensibilities? (laughs) Oh, oh, sorry. Grow up. 
Going to Anfield to see Taylor. I'm going I am. I'm actually yeah. going to Anfield yeah. to see Taylor Swift. See, I'm doing it properly. Yeah, I wouldn't not trading it in, not trading in my my, my big blue my big blue badge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to go to Anfield for something nice. I'm going to see Taylor Swift. And you know what? All these people are like, you see Taylor Swift? You wait. You wait till Taylor Swift Mania runs wild on you, honestly. With a twenty four inch pythons. I'm telling you. Have we lost Nick? Nick's gone. He's gone. Nick's gone. You can take your earpiece out. Yeah, you look like you're doing. You look like you're doing band aid or he, something. He kept kept popping out. Anyway. Oh. You need how to. You need to know how to how to I work know, it. I know. This is the next step. Imagine the, not wanting to go and see Katy Perry. What kind of world do we live in? That that we um uh, 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 crazy, <laughs> crazy. Bob the Blue. I think you should go and watch the video for California Girls, and then come back and we'll have a conversation, shall we? We'll have a conversation. Who's on now? Degsy. Is right. Let's get Degs. Right. Get the hook. Yeah. And just hook it over your ear. Right. And then pop it in your ear. Degsy, what's going on, my friend? So tell the young man there that I'm 64 and I know how to put it in here. Exactly. Exactly, Degsy. I know it's pathetic. I might, you know, I might sound like a frog, but at least I can hear me. No, no, you don't sound. What you're forgetting is, Degs, is that. Patrick comes from Yorkshire, and they're not. Oh, well, used, there you go. They're not. They haven't got that technology yet in Yorkshire. I've, I've got. To, I've. You know. I've got to own up. I'm half Yorkshire. Yeah, but ha- the good half he is not from Yorkshire though. That's what you got to no, remember. No, Where he comes from, right. people are still shouting at clouds when it rains. We just got out of the pit. So. Go on. <laughs> Which part of Yorkshire? Uh, Wakefield. Wakefield, Wakefield, well, Barn- Barnsley, wait, yeah, the Trin, the yeah. Trinity, we'll be, yeah, well, my dad chap- played against the oh, Trinity when when rugby league was rugby league. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, my granddad was yeah. chairman in the uh, in Trinity's heyday in the water splash yeah. final, if you can remember that. Oh, so yeah, yeah that's so. all that. So yeah, proper Yorkshire heritage. There you go. Proper Yorkshire heritage. Yeah, my mum was from Hull. Ah, see. Is that Yorkshire? It, it, well, the East Riding, yeah. Yeah. Mm, Fair play, yes, fair East play. East Riding, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are the yeah, Texas yeah. of the UK. Do Middles- oh, you know, massive. Do Middles- you know, Middlesbrough's Yorkshire. Middlesbrough's still most, claim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hull is the most sporting town in the UK. Go on, give us more context to that. Well, professional football team, two professional rugby league teams. True, true. Speedway. Uh, dog uh, traps. I'm not having speedway. Do- Did you just dog- say speedway and dog traps? Dog tracks. Dog tracks. Sorry, yeah, but that's what I meant. Cause yeah. That's me being stupid. The speedway, speedway. I used to go there as a kid, and you 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 get all dressed up as you did, you know, to go out for yeah. the evening when you're a kid, and you and your granddad would be taking you to speedway, and you come home grey. Yeah, if you, I'll be honest with you, Degs, right? If you're claiming speedway as a sport, then I'm claiming joyriding as a sport. I'll be honest. Well, I mean, that's what speedway I'm, I'm is, like, isn't it? Well, I think I think speedway is more of a sport than dog racing. Yeah, dog racing. Are the dogs the athletes? Dogs yeah. is just dog racing is completely rigged. Completely. Well, yeah, well, can't, Yorkshire women can't help being ugly, mate. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, everybody else is talking about women. Why can't I? Well, yeah, but I'm talking about the good things. I'm talking about good things. Go on, Dexy. What? 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 what, what, Before you get, before you get, before you get us kicked off YouTube. Go on. I don't know why I called in the first place. No, um, I, I honestly think that the club, yes, they're always quiet. They're useless, Mm. aren't they? But they didn't say anything this week. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you yeah. can't, can you? I mean, we're told one thing that the did the hearing start today or does it yeah. start tomorrow? No, mm-hmm. t- today through Friday. Yeah, it's, right. So we've, all, we've actually already. Did you say the, if, if, I wasn't sure if you said the hearing, hearing. or the healing. <laughs> well, the well, healing starts. The healing starts in two weeks, hopefully. Well, the the, the he, yeah, they might do. Mm, yeah, they might do. We've, already, uh, we've already got four points back. Now, that's the that's it's going to be four points. Four points today. Four points tomorrow, and finish it off with two on Friday. That'll do. That'd be lovely. Yeah. Oh, that'd and be we'll, good. We'll give them yeah. free back just because we're. Uh, do you know I can guy. see us beating Spurs? Yeah, I honestly can. Yeah, I don't know why, because we're not. But there we go. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> I now the game last night, the yeah. penalty. Mm. Now I saw a different still than everybody else saw. I saw the still. The VAR guy. Oh yeah. And you know that and you know the arm by the side yeah. picture. Mm. Well in VAR, he has a, like a web. Oh yeah. You like what you, like a web, you know, like a A web it's of an lies. invisible web. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's an invisible web, but that attaches him to the body. Okay. Even when his arm's at his shoulders. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So he's basically got his arm out. Mm. But because he's got this invisible web. Hmm. He's attached and he's part of the body. I think that's what it was. Like a puppet on a string, almost. Like you're saying. That, well, like... you know, wouldn't you have rather? Wouldn't you like him as our left back, though? Well, yeah, he played. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Mikelenko's been. I think Can we make have... some mistakes. Yeah, Can we Mikel... make some mistakes. Yeah, Mikelenko's been brilliant this season, but I think Robinson. No, we put the time into him. Yeah, exactly. If we put the time yeah. into him, if we natural success. Yeah. If we put the, the same sort of time we've put into Nathan Patterson, mm. then and small. You know, then we he would have been he would have been for what we sold them for. It's nonsense. But we can. Who advises, who advises these kids in Everton? Small. Oh, go go, go to Southampton. You'll get to play every game. Did he ever I, play in the first year? I, I do, I do no, think he was on the bench. Yeah, I do think I do think the issue during Marcel Brand's time, especially as well. There has been some um, talk that the young players maybe just didn't see as a pathway as such, and Brands maybe wasn't as wasn't, maybe. Wasn't no, I think I think situation. I think maybe Brands' approach was a bit more ab- abrasiveness, like a bit more standoffish. Ah, okay. Maybe not as from well. anyway. But I'm not that he didn't want to bring young players in. I mean, Brands had mm. Tino Livramento ready and waiting, and Rafa Benitez yeah. said no, didn't he? Yeah. Pa- the parents were there, ready to sign the contracts, and uh, Benitez yeah. turned it down. I so. think I think what you had, Degs, is to be honest, you had four, maybe four or five different voices mm. when there should have only been one, which should have been the yeah. director of football. You had you had the two owners. The managers. You had the manager. You had the director of football. You had um, Kia Joraban. Mm. The tea lady. When you say, yeah, the tea lady. Yeah, well, she's, she's probably the... I met her on the stadium tour, one of the tea ladies, and she knows more about the club than anybody. But that's what you, know? you had. So you had all these different people piping up with different opinions. Do you uh, remember when... the kit, the kit man who's just retired? Yeah. Why was he never manager? Probably because you know I mean? he was the kit man, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. you know, he, he, he knew more about the players and uh, and their little foibles. No, I know, but that's, that's what you need to know about your players, isn't but it? But that's you the know, thing, what, though. What... The thing about it is, though, players either signed, didn't sign or left because they weren't getting clear instruction yeah. of where their career was going to go. Thierry Small, we can all point fingers and laugh at him and go, ha, you you never made it. But if he was yeah. very certain that he was never going to make it at Everton because yeah, the path was blocked or he wasn't getting a loan when he should have done, he did what he thought was the best for his career. And sometimes, sometimes, you know, 
it doesn't work out. Right. Sometimes you get a bad vice. Sometimes you get a bad injury. Sometimes that stops you. You know, it's not like he chased the money necessarily, is he? he went to Southampton. Yeah. Like you know, he probably and it hasn't yeah, worked I, out. Hasn't I, worked I, out. I think him. he was promised he was going to get first team football, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that. and I think there is probably from putting the shoe on the other foot. There's too much expectation from certain young players sometimes to have it all handed to them, to have it all served yeah. up to them on a plate. And maybe there was a bit of that expectation, mm. but at the same time. You know, it's not the only one we've seen. There's a player called Mohamed Ali Cho yeah. had who went and who didn't see a pathway, and he went to France and he was brilliant. And then he went. So did he go to? He went to a big team in Germany. I think he, he just moved again. Yeah, yeah. But he 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 kind of had a flying start in in the second tier in France and then a bit in the the top division as well. And like you know, he's still a young player, but he's got a lot of talent, and he just didn't see the pathway. I mean, that happens at yeah. a lot of clubs as well. He was asked about it, wasn't I he? Suppose. On a, he was asked about it on a podcast, and he said some about Everton and, and, and why he didn't stay there. And he just started laughing. Mm. He just literally just started laughing. He was just mm. like, because there's nowhere to go. Yeah. You get into the under-21s, well, well, basically, and you that's it. Yeah, There's no pathway. Yeah. And that, as the irony well, is, well, it's improved in the last few Yeah, it has improved. Yeah. And yeah, now we've yeah. But we have no players, Degs. Yeah. <laughs> we have no players that are no. ready to take the step up. No. Because... Of that time, it's all coming back now. Like people will go, it's ten. What what we're seeing now, having no plays in the first team, is the knock on effect from three or four years ago. Really? Yeah. Um, well, when we had under, when we had twenty six year olds playing in yeah, the under, it is. Ones. It's that knock on effect now of like not having a generation yeah. of players who ready to step in. Obviously, Dobbins there, and we've got a couple who were on loan who've come back who are injured. But most of those players have gone, and obviously we sold Tom Cannon and we sold the kids to Chelsea as well. But yeah. most of them have, we've lost most of them, so it's a sad state of affairs. But what what are your thoughts? Obviously, it's a, a year of Dice. What are your what are your general thoughts on Sean Dice as the manager? I, I just think, and to put it simple, he's the right man at the right place at the right time. Yeah, mm. and you know, you're never gonna we're never gonna win multiple trophies with him. But I feel safe under him. Yeah. Is, 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 you know, we all sit in the stands, don't we? And we, we say, oh, you, should, you need to bring a sub on. You need to do that. Mm. Where do these subs come from? He had two goalkeepers yesterday. Yeah, I don't think that should be allowed, personally. No, I don't. No, honestly, I don't think. Having... I honestly don't think it should no, be allowed. Then, then, then just take a kid yeah. to blood him, yeah. not to play. But you'd be around the squad yeah. and see what it's like to go away. Yeah, yeah. You know, why take two goalkeepers when we know that, you know, mm. Joe Virginia is our number two now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, I, I Pickford's, I mean, he's, if he's not the best goalkeeper in Britain at the moment, then there's something wrong. Some of them well, say I, mean, I, would, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Well, I don't know. I think I, I, I just, I feel safe with him. I he's... do. Oh, it's yeah. been a long time since I've felt, you know, that, okay, the defenders are making a wicket, but we've got Pickford behind them. Mm. You know what I mean? And and Joe Virginia in those cup games, I mean, he, he came, he collected, he ruled the six-yard box, which is what a goalkeeper is supposed to do. He's yeah. a big lad. He came, you know, and he, he catches balls, which mm. is quite extraordinary these days, isn't it? <laughs> you know, a to, to see a goalkeeper catching. Yeah, yeah, well, it's quite extraordinary, no, isn't it? it? Is, Why it is. Goal, goalkeepers get coached to punch the ball away. Well, if you if you don't catch the ball right with your palm, you knock it back into play. Mm. But if if you if you've got a goalkeeper who's coming to try and curl his body around the ball and hold on to it, mm. that's by far the better way of doing things, isn't it? Anyway, why did I call? Anyway, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> who honestly thinks that we're going to get more of our more than half of our points back? I, I'll be honest with you, Dex. I haven't got. A we, I haven't got a clue. No, honestly, we'll, I haven't we'll, got a clue. We're not going to get ten because everybody's honest enough to know that we we we, we broke the rules. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But if we get like four points or say six points back, mm. then surely Forrest has got to get the equivalent. Yeah, I think what the, 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 the huge importance with this appeal, Degs, is that it set whatever happens, it sets a precedent. Yeah. You know, if if the worst happens and Everton don't get any points back, then it's it sets a massive is then sets wow. the precedent for the next case. So Everton might, Everton at least will have the argument of being able to say for the next case you can't yeah. you shouldn't be punishing us twice for the, the same breach. The, but the, for, the, but yeah. but Forrest would Forrest could be in for. You know, we, I did some basic sums just using the what's publicly available for Forest, and they, they could be upwards of thirty million over. Like yeah. that's the that's the suggestion. It does seem like they they're not contesting it, are they? Really? No. And it's no. They're, they're everybody sat yeah. back. Everybody's they're, just sat back waiting yeah, for us. Yeah. So so it's all about. I mean, I I'm, I can't say I'm confident, but I'd like to think that we might you know we might get half the points back um in which case it maybe sets a precedent for yeah. for the next ones as well but you know wouldn't it be nice if if the case if they managed the super they managed to get it not out the issue is is everton admitted guilt didn't they in the first hearing they did mm, admit yes. guilt and this is a big sticking point so i can't see how yeah. they're going to get it necessarily overturned did they admit guilt didn't they admit guilt by saying we we were actually following the Premiership and what they said well, we the, could the, do. Yeah, they admitted guilt, and but they disputed how much they were guilty. So it's essentially yeah. saying, like, you know, let's say that um, the Premier League said that we're ninety and a half million over. Everton claimed that okay, we're guilty, but we don't agree that we're ninety and a half million over. So it's like disputing with the police how far you are over a speed limit. You know, if the if the, yeah. the speed camera isn't reliable or something like that. It's like it's hard, and it, then it's how do you argue that down? I, I don't know. Well, we'll we'll have to see. But maybe they're just going to focus on the mitigating factors, and you know that they they don't feel that the commission, the original commission, took them into consideration enough. It's no. we'll we'll we're going to have to, you know, what we've all got to look forward to in the middle of February. Whatever happens, is another forty-page document. Yeah. Then I will just have one paragraph <laughs> in at the end, and, and we can only hope that we get through it. And it says. And Everton have been awarded, you know, we, we feel that Everton have been awarded six points back or whatever, or, or whatever the judgment is. And it's all right, we'll know there might be four. Well, then, well, well yeah, yeah, we'll just, I'll just, yeah, yeah we'll just if, see what David Olsen has four, to say. If we get four points back and the other charge drop, then I think that's... I think it'd be a huge result, yeah. Yeah, it, that, would be a, yeah. that would be a hell of a yeah. result. Yeah, uh, yeah, know, and, and, and without being... But in one fell swoop, having the Premiership ruined a transfer window, yeah, yeah, we've been speaking about this quite a lot, haven't we, on the channel about Every like... club, everybody knows the football clubs, apart from like the big three or four, don't make money. Hmm? So they must. They, most football clubs are on that limit, aren't they? Yeah, and, well, the they, other... and they push and they push it. Yeah, the you only know, one... by doing these elongated deals and things, and mm. and that's supposedly going to be all outlawed next year, isn't it? Well, it's outlawed now. You can you can give people. Eight-year contracts, all you want, but you can only only five years is taken into uh, into yeah and into amortization. Yeah. And I think uh, is that do you think why Chelsea are signing these players for, on such long contracts? Well, it's why they did. Um, mm. It's why they did at the initially, but then UEFA changed the rules and the Premier League either are following suit or have followed suit, but it isn't yet implemented. Yeah. So they're still giving, like I, you know, 
Chelsea will. I don't think Chelsea will be giving any more eight-year contracts out. They might give six-year contracts out. But I mean, mm, yeah. fair play, to, fair play to to Big Ted as a. As a <laughs> but you know, Todd Bowley went in and he saw what he thought was a loophole in the system. And yeah. in fact, he found a loophole in the system. He was like, he came in from a thing of like, well, there's no rule that says you can't you do it over a longer contract. Yeah. So if it if yeah. it helps us, I'm going to use it. And look, it's. It's sneaky, but almost it's almost like why didn't we think of this? Yeah, That's yeah. why you're annoyed because you know if you yeah. if you're actually going to be crafty and do it and yeah, Everton have. Uh, I I think you're going back to your original point, Eggs. You said that you feel like the Premier League have have picked on Everton, but I think that Everton were just the right size of club to try it out with. Mm. In terms of they're a big, they are a big. We are a big club. We've seen that all the evidence of it in terms of the media attention to the cases and the relegation battles. But also, they did feel they could get away with it mm. without the media uproar that had come yeah. with one mm. of the top six. Sides. Yeah, we're, we're big. We're big enough for it to make headlines, but we're we're not big enough for anyone to actually care. Exactly. That's essentially yeah. Exactly. It, yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that one. But yeah. which is um, the same with the relegation battles and the yeah, VAR yeah. and everything so, like that. That's always the same. So, how do you both feel then? Because obviously, this guy has proved just nonsensical. How do you feel about the government actually setting up a watchdog then? No, I think it needs to happen. And it's, I think we need yeah. to get away from the idea of it being like using words like the government. I think it's, it, it is a well, watchdog. It's, you know, no, but it's an independent, yeah, isn't it? Once, I, yeah, independent once it, watchdog. That's once what it's I mean, set up, yeah. once it's set up, don't, football is one of the biggest, you know, one of these, one of these biggest, um, industries in this country okay it's not the yeah, biggest industry, money into the country, but, it, but yeah. in terms of like prestige added to money it probably is the biggest one i know it's financial services <laughs> as is as john has told me is the biggest one for actual money but in terms of like portraying the country across the world you know it's a huge advertisement for this country yeah. people flock into this country yeah, to come and watch football yeah. teams you know when people flock in to come and play you know, people look at yeah. the way premier the way the premier league is packaged is the way that people think um london looks in love actually do you know what i mean yeah. They forget yeah. about all the other stuff that goes on south of the river or whatever. They just focus on um, Keira Knightley and help people hold enough signs to it. Yeah, nice bridge. Yeah, nice Exactly. So they they love it. They love it. They love it. And it's a huge thing. And and if it's been if it's been pulled through the mud, the 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 governments look at that and say, well, we know this. We know this. A comp. You wouldn't have to. Fa- I know it does sort of, but you wouldn't have the financial services running itself mm. you don't you need outside people to look over it and say no this is this needs yeah. this or the, that and once it is once it comes in then it is fully independent and obviously then you don't need you shouldn't because the fact that the premier guy who runs the premier league has to go and sit on a sit and answer questions at a at a, at a uh, comments committee thing yeah. it's, it's like that's, that's, that's bad that's yeah, bad I, the, the, I, well I, I sat and watched that and you guys probably did as well mm. and you know what they, none of those MT, MPs from all the parties had anything really to do with Everton. Mm. And some of the questions they asked were were quite, they were what the, the fans wanted to ask, weren't they? Mm. You know, they were always, they, these were the questions that we've been asking all the time and they were asking for us the yeah. same questions. Yeah. And I think, I thought they did an incredible job. I think, I as, think... as did the leader of the championship the and the EFL. Yeah. You know, where he differed in his opinions and he mm. actually said, well, no, that doesn't make sense to us. We do it this way and whatever. And it just made that guy that's head of the Premier League or the 
whatever he is, mm. is it just made him into some sort of Looney Tunes character, didn't it? <laughs> I mean, the fact that Rick Parry, who's been a bit of a unmitigated disaster at the FL, came out smelling of roses really compared to masters says yeah. enough. well he but did didn't he i think yeah. you mentioned it ped like the, i suppose the one frustration that i had because you know the mps aren't necessarily football specialists no. and it's like they did in the letter at least in regards to the everton case ask the questions that we really wanted to ask but would it have been nice if they'd have asked that at the time yeah i mean it's almost like they were doing yeah. very surface level stuff well, what they were doing is yeah. they, were, they were doing like you know a lot of sub- subjects they were asking questions yeah. that people had told them to ask yeah. but the problem with the what you find for anyone who's got any insight into anything is if someone ge- if you ask them a question and they give you a reply it's it's always the secondary question because yeah. that's when people you know the depth of how much knowledge yeah. and that's yeah. where i was a little bit and that's not the mp's fault no. on that day no. you know someone's asked the comment there well why wasn't andy burnham well, andy burnham's not an mp no. for a start no. i mean andy andy burnham is a is a is a metro mayor and has actually probably got more power than, than, uh, than most MPs in this country. But he can't go and yeah. sit on that. But he can't sit on that because he's not an MP. And it's, he's not an MP, yeah. it's, uh, Ian Bain would have been a good one. Mm. Ian Bain would have been a really yeah. good one and to there have there. Been, there could have been no um, kind of... Ob- there could have been no body saying, oh, well, there's a you know conflict of interest here because, okay, Ian Byrne might be an MP in the Liverpool area, but also he's a staunch red. Yeah. It's like it's not, yes. you know, he's not coming from an Everton perspective he's, and he's very knowledgeable about football, clearly, but, as well. But one of the MPs was very knowledgeable Reddit, football, was, a, was a Reading fan, fan yeah. and his club are being dragged through the mud right he, now. He was the one who asked the most, the question that yeah. actually got, that yeah. actually led to the slip-up from Masters yeah. calling Everton and Forest small yeah. clubs. Yeah, it was. Him it was. Yeah, question. it was. He he framed that really, really well, yeah. and he uh, he did, he called some house on that. So it's going to yeah. be a very few, interesting to, few weeks. Dex. To call to call anybody, any club, not just Everton or whatever, any club that's in the Premier yeah. League, to call them a small club. Mm. Yeah, it's it, it's it, just it, stupid, isn't it? Because really, these are the best twenty clubs mm. in Britain. Yeah, well, I think what we've got to what people is easy to forget. I know John says it a lot. Is at the end of the day, the Premier League is the twenty clubs that are shareholders. They appoint. They, you know, Richard Masters was appointed as CEO of the executive board, which is a, it's meant it's five people, but three of them are non-exec. So it's essentially him and the chair, Alison mm-hmm. Britton, who run it. Like they are working for the clubs. Like, and this yes. is where I don't have any sympathy for him. He earns a lot of money. He is. Mm. I think he's going about it in the wrong way, but. When he's going up to these committee hearings and he's representing the Premier League, he's representing what the clubs want mm. in most circumstances. That, it's where this kind of twisted implementation of the rules has come in mm. that he's facing well, scrutiny. Well, it? going back to what we said before about Everton speaking out or having some, that's actually one thing that I would have loved to have seen is Everton come out and written to Richard oh, Masters yeah. and asked them for an, an explanation, a joint, mm. joint statement with them and Nottingham Forest asking why... They were called yes. small clubs, or what makes a small yeah. club in the eyes of the of the yeah. chief executive of the well, Premier League? There could be no like again. Yeah. Everton but, wouldn't have done anything wrong there. Because no, Richard Masters said that in a public. He session. said it. He, he said it. Yes, put in a public forum. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, give us an explanation yeah. of what what makes a small club. Yeah. Not not that not saying we're not a small club. How yeah. dare you? Ask the question: What makes a small club in the Premier League? How do you define yeah. what a big club is? Yeah. What defines a big club? Leave do you it have... that, but make him squirm. Yeah, that's it. Make him give yeah, an explanation because that would have been very yeah. interesting. I'm sure it'll be done Maybe... behind closed doors. No, nah, do it publicly. Do it. They should do it publicly. Yeah, yeah. do it nice and public. <laughs> well, I, I, I hope we actually can actually read forms now. Do you think? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, know. Uh, you, you know these so-called clever lawyers that we've got where mm. we. Where the the claim is that we put 
a figure in a box that shouldn't have gone in a box. Yeah. Is, isn't it? We declared I've, I've something that, yeah. that yeah. they're now saying that, okay, we've, we filled it in the box because we thought that's what should happen. Mm. And now they're saying, well, we found out through discussions yeah. that, that figure should have been declared in the first place. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I guess I guess the, the cynic in me would say that is that Everton just trying to plead well, we their innocence, have, plead their innocence through ignorance. Yeah, we are. We're, yeah. Just, we're just from top to bottom. We're shit at admin. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I I go from Southport Supporters Club and we've got a couple of lads. We've got one lad who's in a wheelchair. There's me who has difficulty, you know, to and from the ground. Without the coach, I'd probably struggle. But the lad in the wheelchair, he has a carer ticket as well. He's a season ticket holder. And he's a brilliant lad, Bob. And he never whinges. He just gets cracks on, you know. But the amount of time that his season ticket doesn't work. Yeah. Mm. And... Instead of the stewards, because he goes in that gate week in, week out, and instead of the stewards say, saying to him, okay, Bob, give us your season ticket. We'll go and fix it. We'll go and get to your seat, mate. We'll bring yeah. your season ticket back to you. No, they send him from the park end in the little corner there because he, he goes in that new section up mm. back in front of the main stand. That, by the way, is shit. I, I've tried <laughs> it. Oh, it's freezing. And the, and you get one a, a little school chair to sit on if you're not in a thing. No no, you know, there's no, no proper chair, yeah. seats there. Yeah. You get a little plastic chair to sit in, and, <sighs> and you're freezing. But the, instead of the steward saying to him, "Give us your season ticket, Bob. Go and find mm. your spec. Here's a cup of tea. We'll bring your season mm. ticket back fixed." They send him to Goodison Road Park ticket office <laughs> to have it fixed, and then he's got to wheel himself through that crowd. Yeah, that we all know people turn up a lot later than they used to. Yeah, and he's got to wheel himself back in, see the same bloke that sent him, and go in. Yeah. Now is that you know? No, to it's... me that's that's disgusting, isn't that's it? Stuff it's like terrible. that. Yeah. Stuff like that winds you know, people up, doesn't it? And yeah. I remember telling you about the date I went to the Sheffield United game, and my care home bought me the ticket because it was my birthday, and they they bought a ticket that said easy access. So they thought, not going to football, they thought it was meant for someone like me. But oh, it, was a home, it was a home ticket. Yeah. I got there and the steward said, oh lad, you, you, you can't sit in here to home supporters. But don't worry, we'll take you around to the away supporters and we'll sit you in a seat. Okay. And they took me to the front of the away supporters in the Sheffield United ground. Okay. And they asked one of the ambulance guys, could I have his seat? <laughs> and I sat with all in, you know, in the court of smash, smashing seat. But they went all to the trouble of looking after somebody that wasn't even one of their supporters. Mm, yeah. And we send our own supporters in wheelchairs to go and fix his own season ticket. Yeah. Uh, and uh... from top to, top to bottom... Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. the, the guys try their best in the ticket office if you've got a problem. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, and the, the auto cup schemes always seems, I'm quite lucky, it seems to work for me and that sort of stuff. But the mm. amount of people that say, well, could I miss my ticket, it, payment didn't go through, but nobody contacted him to say, listen, have you got an alternative way of paying? Mm. You know, which happens these days, doesn't it? Because people are, are living week to week, a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and 
so they just sell his seat off. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. So uh, please, Everton. Yeah. Uh, I know nobody's probably listening for Everton, but no, there we go. They are please, all, Everton. They're all, they're all fix, listening. They're fix, all listening. Yeah. Dicks. Don't fix, you worry. Yeah, Mr. Treble Seven, fix our ass. <laughs> Get let's let's start running Everton Football Club as a professional outfit. Mm. And make it something else to be proud of. We're proud of our history. We're proud of this and we're proud of that. Yeah. But by God almighty, we don't know how to run a football club. No, it'll all change soon, Degs, because we won't have one. Do you think anyway, so? Anyway, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Degs, nice no, one. De- don't say that to no, me, Peg, because we'll my be world right. is finished, no, mate. We'll be fine. We'll be all do you know right. what I mean? I don't know we'll what I'd do without them, because right. it's them I escape into the real world. You know what Jesus I mean? Christ, I escaped into go. the real world to get away from them, Degs. Well, um, <laughs> Degs, see you next one for yeah. giving us a call, mate. All right, well, Cheers. thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Nice one. Speak to you later. Great program. Cheers, mate. Cheers. There you go. Bit of dead. Can't beat a bit of Dexy on a Wednesday. You can't beat a bit of Dexy. Um, what else is going on? What else is going on? Let's have a look at some of the comments. Um, Emma says, just on the spokesman situation, it was even left to the fans to write to Howard Webb, who's who's fighting for us at the club. No spokesman, no board, no responsibility, no accountability. Yeah, yeah, there is, there is. I think, yeah, you know what, I've said this. There was a, um, Philip Eclair done a bit last week, didn't he, on a podcast, and he mentioned in the podcast that um, Everton fans were were mourning the death of their football club before it even died. And, you know, I think people, well, I know some people looked at it and thought, well, What's he? What's he saying that for? But a lot of people do feel like that, don't they? A lot of people feel absolutely lost. You know, absolutely too many. There's too. There's just too much going on. Footy's not brilliant at the moment. Not winning games. You've got this hanging over us. We're now in the bottom three. People feel like it's such a weight, and it's a weight that we can't. You know, you just can't get away from. So that's true, isn't it? You know, people. When things are on top of you, it's very hard to find an easy way out. And maybe we... I know a few people who aren't particularly happy with the way we pro- Everton fans protesting. Mm. I know a few people who are a little bit like, why are we protesting when we've caused this ourselves? But I feel like they're missing the point. I feel like fans, and certainly Everton fans, need somebody to protest yeah, against they need, a, they need, uh, they need they, an enemy they need an enemy and this was said when this all happened this will help Everton they need an enemy mm. when when we had the board there it was easy you just you just point your anger at them but that's not there now so people do need a way to, a way to fight back and anger whether it's flags or cards or whatever and it mightn't be a hundred percent true. You know, the club have got a lot, a lot to say on this. But at the moment, we feel like, well, if at least they were fighting that one thing, the Premier League, that brings us all together. But it'd be nice if it almost felt like the club were. I know the club behind the scenes mm. are helping with certain things. But it'd be again, you go back to if Everton had someone who come out and spoke on behalf of us, that would not, that would really galvanise the fan base. It, w- it would, and this is when you've, you know. Why you need friends in the media as well? Mm. And no, we've got no friends in the and media. That's unfortunate. And there's, there's 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 good writers and good journalists who have 
had their say in it and have, you know, been very much on the side of, you know, Henry Winter's been brilliant about the second charge, for example. But there's only so much he, mm. he does and there's only so much he will do and his audience is only so much. And the issue with any national paper is going to be that you can have one journalist one day in the saying one thing and then in the same paper the next day, which is fair enough. It's how it yeah, yeah. there's going to be another journalist saying another thing. And that's, that's just the way it is. Um, you mentioned there about, you know, mourning something that's gone. That's what I've, I've referenced it earlier on the final word, yeah. like the flatness around Goodison. Yeah. It's why I think away games at the minute are almost what, just really what we need and want because we can get away from that. Mm. I'm going to use the term like toxicity and it's yeah. not that Goodison is toxic or the family no. is toxic. It's just that there's so much pressure there. There's so much, it feels like the weight of the world is on everyone's yeah, shoulders when you absolutely. talk to Goodison, like even for an FA Cup game and it shouldn't be like that. But there's just no excitement. No. And this is where, speaking about Daesh of a year in, like because of the type of football it is, that it's effective, but it's very basic. It's very bare bones. When it's, if it's not winning football, it's very dull. Mm. Then that's not going to help anything. But it does feel like we need someone there and saying, you know, kind of standing up for the club. Now, the, the hope is that they have done it a bit in the statement. Like, the statement for the second charge, I think, is the best thing the club has done in a while yeah. in terms of an act. They, they clearly thought they'd thought it through in advance. They knew it was coming. Mm. And it's like, they, 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 it was a strong statement. Yeah. It made it clear that they were unhappy with the whole process. But at the same time, there's only so much they can say in that. And yeah. it just feels like it has to be someone, I think, again, your, your brilliant interview last week with Burnham, but it has to be someone that's somehow connected to the club <laughs> but not in a way that can be linked indefinitely mm. to the club. And that's why it would just be someone like, you know, an ex-player that goes on Gary Neville's yeah. mobile app podcast or just someone who's informed about the situation. I'd love it, you know, I'd I'd love to do it as a journalist, but I'd love it to be a national journalist yeah. who actually is not necessarily on Everton's side, but he's presenting a bit more of a balanced picture overall. Mm. Like, you know, I'd... It's the you know, Sunday supplement. I grew up watching that. It's what made me want to get yeah, into yeah. journalism. That doesn't, unfortunately, it's not there anymore. But every week he'd have different opinions around the table. And Sky, you know, that doesn't happen anymore. Mm. But like, you know, this would have been a major talking point. Instead, now it's all on Twitter, but it's all on, you know, it might be the Athletics podcast and they might have one journalist on who, you know, let's say Paddy might do an Everton special, Paddy Boyland, and he'll, mm. you know, say it as he sees it and the facts of the case from an Everton perspective as well, he report. Mm. But then the next day, they'll have someone on who's like Matt Slater, who's kind of says, well, 105 million loads to lose D- over. You know what? That, that's a really good point, because I'll tell you why, right? Because if you're going to have Paddy Boyland on, mm. right, you've got to have Matt Slater on with him. Yeah, which you've... they did do, I think, once, but then they did it, or they've done it like separately as well, like yeah. it's been more of a financial one. So they get him, Matt, on to discuss... Lots of topics, but that, that's it, isn't it? We don't. Well, this is what we don't have a lo- enough of in the media as a whole. Is we don't have the counterpoints. We don't have two people who are coming in from. And this might be society as a whole, mm-hmm. by the way. We don't have two people coming in from different uh, different ends of the spectrum, saying uh, you know, Paddy could go on there going, "This is the re- this is the reason Everton feel hard done by." This happened and that happened, and you might have another people person who comes in and says, "No, no, that's nonsense," and I'll tell you why. In fact, I seen a, uh, <clears throat> a guy earlier on. I can't remember his twisted name, but he used to work for Manchester City, and he's been yeah, yeah, raising yeah. his profile using this. Yeah, yeah. And he like he RT'd, I think one of Julius things going Everton, Everton fans again are getting brainwashed by this. It's all misinformation. So I tell you what, someone get him on a show mm. 
with somebody who knows all the stuff about Everton. Yeah. And get them on a show together yeah. and let them have an argument. Yeah. And let's use right. Yeah. And let them let them have a rather than this sniping at each other from one end to the other. Yeah. It doesn't work like you just said. Suddenly, supplement you should all sit around the table and have different points of view, yeah. and they maybe agree to disagree in the end. But at least in one show, you'd get some kind of balanced argument. Yeah. Whereas now we don't get that anymore. No. And you know there is, and it's hard, and it, because it's such a convoluted case as well and you know the reports written in such a way that it can be confusing it's hard to know all the facts i definitely still don't like you yeah. read you read it one day and then you read it the next day and it seems totally different mm. like you you've got to guess what they're inferring almost but there is there is so much of that like that person you referred to i believe he went on a, a national radio yeah, yeah. talks about top uh, sport but he was on with simon jordan who they were in the, in the case of the man city one this person was saying well he didn't actually think he thinks man city will be fine which fair enough, like at the minute, I suppose innocent until unproven yeah, yeah. And he started like reeling off why they'd be fine, and then Simon Jordan disagreed. But that's fine. It was like a civil debate. He just disagreed mm. based on like their thoughts. That's fine. It's it's the ever. It does feel like Everton and Jamie Carragher said it on the overlap. Does it? Doesn't almost have someone sticking up for them at the minute in the sense of not going defending but, them, just being to but, put across... The, but that, and that's a good point. Like, Gary Neville, I've got a lot of time, a lot of respect for him. But if you're going to talk about Everton, get someone from Everton in the room then. Yeah. Don't use Jamie Carragher as the person sticking yeah. up for Everton because Everton is just, just going to go, this fella doesn't represent yeah. us. Surely, as one of the hot topics of the time, get people on who know what they're talking about rather than someone who just go, oh, I feel bad for them. Right, we've got Eddie, because I know he's been waiting for a while. I think he's in California, if it's the same Eddie. Texas. Tech, are you in Texas? Yeah, dude. I thought you were in California. No, I've always been in Texas, remember? Oh, I, I, the I, the of the I don't believe you. I think, I think you're lying. No, I'm only mad. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, mate? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good, good. good. Thank you, man. The last time you were on, hadn't you just travelled to watch your team play? Yeah, in Orlando, yeah. See, yeah. that's where the confusion comes from. Yeah, that's All my teams are pretty bad right now, so it's just negativity across oh, everything on social good, media for me. Good times, Eddie, good times. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what I wanted to bring up, actually. Go I was on. like, I feel... I understand why people might be mad at her players, mm. but I feel everyone's just incredibly like mean for like, I understand they're not playing the best and it's not the best football, Yeah, but they, they just write them off completely. And I think that's kind of unjust. Yeah. I like, I like you can have a bad game or you, you might be in a drought, like Dom, but like the comments you're making aren't about his football anymore. And I just don't see the point of that. No, I, 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 yeah, I, I I agree with you. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've said some 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 bad things. Well, you're about... positive now. You're, you're, yeah, I'm trying to be. Your I am reviews. Try... Your reviews. Yeah, are I'm, tr- I'm trying to. Be, I, I'll be honest. I am. I am trying to be more careful of what I'm. I'll be more wary. And to be honest, I'll admit to you, Eddie. Um, and I'll be admitting to the world when I say this. A lot of my anger didn't come from a place of the football players it was more the football club and had to be fair yeah. I was I was taking it out on the players if I'm honest and I'm a lot more what's weird is I'm a lot more calmer about the football club now because of because of obviously people have left the football club so I'm a lot I am a lot more I was a lot very angry very very angry um 
and I took that out on a lot of the plays. But I do agree. I don't get this. I anyone if any people can you can go on my social media and I very rarely sort of criticise. Well, I sit, if I criticise play, a player, I criticise them as a football player. I very rarely yeah. will this thing of like atting people and saying you mm. you this and you that and the other. What like I'll never understand that. I'll never understand why you feel like you have to do that or you have to. Because yeah. would you do it in the street? No, no. You wouldn't do it in the street. You wouldn't no. go to someone. You wouldn't say um, and and. You know, I get I get frustrated with players. We all do. We all go, oh, yeah, that's terrible. We, I think we're all, all, all... Don't get me wrong. I think you are still allowed to say so-and-so had a bad game. Job, but like, yeah. as a, as a, you're working in industry, especially yeah. Tough TV and, you know, my industry as well. Like, you, you're allowed to have an opinion now. Jesus Christ, if I tried to play Michael Keane at football, he'd wipe the floor with me. Of course like, he would. You know. But that's not the level we're looking but, but, at. Well, true. <laughs> but, um, you know, but and I, I think this bunch of Everton players are likeable as a bunch of people like they all seem like honest lads they all seem like hard workers and you've got to credit dice for that as well Mm -hmm. even under lampard as well i don't think anyone seemed like a bad person it's like why you hate more getting the stupid abuse he did and things like that's just Mm -hmm. idiots but you you can separate that between then kind of being critical of you know them as players or their performances yeah as long as it doesn't go overboard go on ed The wildest thing for me is Onana. Like everyone yeah, just wants yeah. him out of the club. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, he's literally our probably our best midfielder. Went missing last like, night though, didn't he? <laughs> oh, exactly. Do you know what I think it is with Onana? Right? Because I was I was having a conversation about with my missus last night about this. Now my missus goes, season ticket all they've been going for years. But she doesn't she she will admit she's not like a she not doesn't fully not understand football, mm. but she's not like she she's not into the intricacies yeah, like yeah. we are. And how I so she was like she was like I don't get Onana. This is what she said. She said I don't get him. Mm. She said he just seems to do nothing. Mm. And I went. Yeah, I said, well, I said to her, the only way I can explain it to you is he is very much a modern footballer. Mm. If you look at his stats. They're 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 really good. Consistent. They're consistent, and he does a job. I said, but you come from an era where football, and I think a lot of us still still look at football like Mm. this. They do this. the dynamic they do yeah. all kinds. I said, what his job is to do is sit in front of the back four, get the ball, and just give it to exactly. other people. Yeah. That's his yeah. job. Yeah. I said he's a very modern footballer, yeah. and I said I get very I get old school football fans mm. don't appreciate what he does and at times he does frustrate me i want him to yeah. do more because i think he will do more and when he moves to a club he's got the ability to you'll see that yeah. more come because there'll be players around him. but i said to her yeah. like don't get me wrong you're you're not wrong mm. i said but he is very much the definition of a, mo- a very modern footballer just, just not to interrupt her just very quickly i think it's the J- anana james garner debate like i like both players mm. i think anana's a much better player oh much better but james garner is liked by certain fans as well because he what Garner is very good at is being busy. He's always busy. And yeah. I don't mean that in a negative no, sense. No, no. He gets around the pitch. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like 100% full throttle, whereas Anana isn't. And sometimes mm. that's frustrating. Yeah. But when you look yeah. at what they both offer, it's why they work well together in tandem as well, I think. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. That's that's the biggest thing for me. I, I just don't get the hate because I, it's not just Everton because like my other sports teams, like they're all shit. they're all shitting on the play. Yeah, I'm like, come on, dude, reel like, off, reel them off, reel them off, Eddie. Who are your other sports teams? Come on. I'm I'm a Steelers fan for uh, NFL. 
Yeah. I'm, I, I went to the uni- University of Iowa, so I'm an Iowa fan for college sports. Okay. Uh, I'm a Did they have some fan. kind of nickname consi- with something to do with corn? No, we're, we're, we're called the Hawkeyes. Oh, okay. Because right. it's, it's an imaginary bird. Um, but yeah, and th- and then I'm a Chicago Bulls fan and oh. an Atlanta Braves fan. Chicago and- Bulls is literally got to be like ugh, the biggest downturn in any sports <laughs> franchise ever, isn't it? Like Michael it's Jordan tough. leaves, that's it. Like you're dead. <laughs> like you are yeah, had- dead. Yeah, we had Derrick Rose, and then he tore both his uh, knees, so then he couldn't play. Oh. And then yeah, we just haven't been good. We. We've been trying to trade one player for like the last three months, but his trade value is so low that like they don't they they're gonna offer us like a second round pick, which is practically like the equivalent of just giving us like a hundred, no, like five hundred k, like a million. Uh-huh. That's about it for like our bat, like technically our franchise player. So is that it's, is it's, it De, De, DeRozan, De, Demar DeRozan, or is he quite good? I do a bit of cover a bit at the end. Still decent. Um, it, right. Zach Levine's the one we're trying to trade. Oh right, well, we're trying right, to right. trade the whole team. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. do you have a have you got a have you got a baseball team? Yeah, the Atlanta Braves. The Braves, sorry, oh, yeah. Okay, they're they're actually good until yeah. the playoffs, but they they're, well, they they won they won it two years ago, didn't they? They're actually good. Oh, that's the only team that gives me hope. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Astros a big Astros a big Atlanta Braves uh, fan as well, so he does keep me updated. He does keep me updated, and then my other friend Derek, he's he's a big uh, Kansas City fan. So I mean, American sports aren't real, though. No, I mean, yeah, American (laughs) sports are just fantasy, isn't it? So (laughs) (laughs) I watched the Super Bowl for the adverts. Yeah, so you know the halftime show. Oh, Taylor Swift's gonna be might make it to the Super Bowl. I don't care. Might... I'm going to see her live. I she can I be there. Her. She doesn't have to be there as long as she's uh, in Liverpool <laughs> in June. That's all I care about. I'll be honest with you. Uh, like if I find pre- out she's like done, like I don't know, like done, like a knee ligaments in because she went to Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. She's been ruled <laughs> out. Warmed up. She's been ruled <laughs> out of her own field. Oh yeah, yeah she's been ruled out. Like... You're just gonna have to do. You're just gonna have to have yeah. Paramore, and that's it. <laughs> That's, yeah, no, no, that's not what it's going to Anfield. For. No, I'm not going to Anfield. Paramore. Yeah, I, I want the main. I want the main thing. Do you know what I mean? What, what yeah. if like, what if she like gets injured at the Super Bowl and then I turn up at Anfield and it's like, oh yeah, she's been re- she's been replaced by Andre Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> we've had to go to a back three. Yeah, we're like, well, no, Ben Gof- Ben Godfrey's playing <laughs> yeah. instead of we've brought Ben God. Don't no, imagine Michael Keane comes out <laughs> on stage. I be like, no. Not again! Not again! Oh, there you oh, go. God, there you go. I reckon yeah, my, uh, you might. I mean, you imagine if you might. You might get something Klopp related there. They might even try and build it all into that. Yeah. Oh, imagine. Do... You better not come out and go. The place is not the I'd... same. Yeah. Anyway. Shut up, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, mate. Yeah. It, it, no. Like, like, yeah. People need to like. Pe- I think if I think you should, you can still be. You can still criticise, you can still look at people. The day that we can't, like, question a player's uh, performance is the day, like, any sport is dead because it'll be TV will be dead, especially in America. My God, you yeah. have, like, channels just to give a grief, grief to people or have opinions. A lot of people will be out of work. So you should still have that. Sportsmen, any professional no, sportsmen or women should still be able to take criticism 
as long as that criticism doesn't go get personal, the minute it gets personal, then it's nonsense. You know, the minute you start valuing someone by what whatever else is happening in their life or whatever else you know is is absolute nonsense um but i still think we should be we can have our opinion on on, yeah, on a person yeah. and that's it and as long as it doesn't go past that mm. then you know that's i think that's fine yeah no like i agree because like i don't think everton's played well but like the players haven't we haven't created anything but like that's part that's i think mm. like a system flaw right now yeah we don't have the core and that's yeah like, and, and that's it and we can still debate as well there's too much of this like you know if you talk say like something about Sean Dyche oh so you want him sacked now it's like no no I'm just I'm just pointing out a flaw it'd be nice if he made some, some yeah some I'm pointing out a flaw the same way that when we do well I can go oh, I did really well there yeah. we've lo- again yeah. we've, lo- we've lost that ability in society to everything seems to it, just be just black and white it's social media age, you know like on yeah. social media a lot but it's like and we all are but it's it's the reflection of society as a whole of like that's it all is. it is everything's a microcosm of it and the football the football thing's one thing and also like the the overhype of certain players as well yeah. and you know like yeah. and young players and like i think you see it even i'm not not massive that i don't I'm not massively into anything like that but you see it on like games like fifa or something yeah. like that where you know like yeah. you'll have like a young player who's suddenly the best rated player on the game because he's had like two good games or yeah, something it yeah. all builds into that and it's all about hype and yeah the the products and then people just buy into it and they feel mm. because it's uh, because it's a product mm. people forget that there's a human aspect to it they and they forget it as a product and then they forget there's pressure on that person and then yeah. you end up like situations with say like marcus rashford at the moment yeah. where clearly he's not going through a good stage of his life for whatever yeah. reason whether it's football whether it's not football and then people double down on that and are, and are asking why has this happened and it's a disgrace. And then and then you have managers who go way over the top on on um, on you know disciplining them and all this instead of finding out what the root cause is. And and yeah, everything just seems to be uh, from one extreme to the other. You know, without yeah. you know Van Van Dyke. You know Van Dyke. Someone mentioned something about Van Dyke maybe leaving Liverpool. Next minute, the media are going mad, and then he comes out and clarifies it, and then people will be like. Oh well, well you know, shouldn't have been out in the first place. It's like no one, can, these people can never win, yeah. can they? And then when, yeah, really and, yeah, yeah, it's tough, it's tough. Right, nice one, Eddie, for your call. Anyway, anything more to add to me? Nah, that was it. Top just, man, yeah. top man. Is Bye, it warm in Texas? Let me ask you guys. It warm in Texas right now? Yeah it's, like, yeah, it's back to like normal weather. It's like in the seventies. I don't know what that means. Yeah, you, you, to, I don't know what that means. You have, you have weird. You have this weird. You have this weird calculation. Twenty about twenty. Okay. Uh, whereabouts in Texas? Whereabouts in Texas are you, Ed? I'm in San Antonio, Austin. Oh, right, okay. Oh, nice. So nice. I'm in the south of San, uh, Texas. Like the north's a little colder, yeah. but it's it's fine. It's, yeah, it's fine. Let's see what's, what's it in Celsius. It's 21 degrees. There you go, oh, 21 Ned's degrees. Thank you, yeah. finally. Thank you for giving Ned it to offering, us. Ned offering yeah. the facts. So. Ned, knows, Ned knows the difference because when we went to America, he had to adjust. Right, Eddie, nice one, mate. Thanks for the call. Bye, guys. Cheers. Nice Bye. one, mate. Bye. Top man, Eddie. There you go. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Baz is having a day off, apparently. He's just, uh, just having, having the, Have we got another caller? Who, caller. who is he? Rich, so R- do you know how to spell rich? R- rich. Did you know how to? He spelt rich with a V, which is very interesting. Unless he's from, unless he's from Bulgaria, well, he might be from like Bulgaria or something. Go hello, everybody. Me, Rich. 
Belted V. Go on, Rich. Hello. Hello. Go on, mate. Hello. Yeah, Hello. yeah. No, I'm calling from Barnsley, actually. There you go, oh, Rich. There we go. Yeah, Matt, yeah. What am I? Nice to, nice to see you. Nice to see you the other week after the game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, after our 1-0 hammering of Crystal Palace. There you go. Yeah. I hadn't forgot. See, I hadn't forgot. <laughs> hey. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm still waiting for the... Uh, for the premier night. Oh, we'll get that sorted. Don't worry. Yeah. 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 So, um, I don't really know what I want to say, to be honest. Well, um, I mean, you know, just a grown man confused about why he's yeah, picked yeah, up a phone. Yeah, that's yeah, me. Yeah, every, yeah. That's me. Every time I answer the phone, well, why did I answer yeah, yeah. the phone? Why <laughs> didn't I, I wait? See who it was, find them on WhatsApp and see who they are. <laughs> Cause that's how bad we are of become as human beings is that we can't yeah. even answer the phone. <laughs> it, 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 I, I don't. I don't even have to go as far as answering the phone. I just uh, wake up in the morning and yeah. it's confusion from the beginning. <laughs> That's it, Rich. Um, but you know, no. I mean, just sort of reflecting a bit on the last twenty-four hours, and um, I, I've got a Twitter account that I've okay. had for a couple of years. I've hardly used, but yesterday I probably posted about fifty posts um, with all the crap that was coming out in the papers. And, yeah. Premier League and everything else. So I've been on to um, the woman from uh, from the uh, the Culture Media Sport Committee. Okay. Been on to Andy Burnham. Been on to Gary Lineker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are you, you know, offering yourself up to be Everton spokesman here, Rich? On, on... Well, you know, I mean, nobody else is doing it, so why well, not? Well, that's you know? it, yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I know. You know? Have you had any Just... replies? I've had absolutely nothing. <laughs> God, yeah. the, that's the problem with these big celebrities and big people with big accounts. Yeah. They never reply to you. They don't care about us little people, do they? No, no, you they know. don't. But uh, no, I'll keep plugging away though. But I mean, I was just, it was just, I couldn't really believe my eyes. I mean, I saw there was a thing came out, I think, from the Telegraph. Um, uh, I presume from one of the Premier Leagues. What what do we call them? Um, pet journalists, is it? Something like that. Oh, um, um, yeah, client journalist. Client, client yeah. journalist, yeah, one of the client journalists, I presume he is anyway. Um, because, I mean, it was just, uh, you know, it was Ever- Everton, we've been telling Everton for, for months about, yeah. you know, spending all the money on players and all of this crap. Um, you know, and I, I, I was kind of reading this and I was thinking, I can't believe a journalist, a, a apparently professional, mm. serious journalist, is kind of just writing this yeah, stuff yeah clearly hasn't checked anything out clearly isn't interested in checking anything out i mean papers used to have people i thought called fact checkers yeah but uh, they don't seem to have that anymore they just kind of print whatever yeah they're told from somewhere well, we, yeah um, i presume maybe they get you know a nice you know something or other mm. meal out or whatever holiday <laughs> somewhere i don't know what um, well, there's not that much money splashing about in journalism, Rich, unfortunately, you know. Well, no, so, I mean, maybe a weekend in Little like, Dickie Masters yeah. Caravan somewhere. <laughs> I think they get to keep the job. I think that's yeah. what it is. I think it's it's a simple case of we don't we have people who are just copy and paste people now. That's yeah, all yeah. it is. We, I, yeah. We're in an era of journalism where, because loads of it's online, that, that a lot of it is just... Um, copy and pasting other people what people have sent you and, and not not having an opinion and putting it out yeah. as like fact we see this a lot in politics as well um, where people just put stuff out as fact and that's it and so then when you're watching the news you watch a piece and you're like no there's no one gonna mm. argue the toss on this well, so 
that's the thing with the, the frustration with the Times article. I don't know if you saw that, Rich, but that Paul Joyce and Martin Ziegler yesterday, and essentially, the, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the Premier League briefing, mm. but yeah, from my understanding, it's not necessarily a briefing. They have they just when they sent the letter back to um, Debs, the oh, sorry Mark Harney and yeah, the people yeah. who wrote the letter. Yeah, the Premier League didn't publish it publicly, but what they do is, and they've done this with their replies to Andy Burnham as well. Um, they just essentially also sent on a a copy of the letter to the newspapers. Now, from my understanding, there's not really a, an instruction to do anything with that, but the newspapers and these reporters in question will probably tell you the line of, well, the Premier League have given this to us. We want to keep getting more from the Premier League. We'll just... All they're really doing is writing what the letter said. Yeah. They're not providing yeah. an opinion on it. Like, it would have been nice if at the bottom of that Martin Ziegler and Paul Joyce article that both of them would have provided an opinion. Mm. Whether that would have been against Everton or yeah. for Everton like, or somewhere in the middle. It would have been nice, but instead it's just essentially all it is is reported speech. That is all it is. Yeah. It's not even direct mm. quotes. It's the letter said this, and that's where the frustration lies, at least for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And, and I think um, I think that this, you know, that this is part of the problem, isn't it? You're not getting... I mean, you, you look at the post office thing, mm. and, you know, that took... Uh, I mean, you know, that, that has been reported in different places for a long time, but, you know, it kind of took a, a drama yeah. really to kind of propel it into mm. into the public eye in a way that hadn't been there before. I mean, so where have the journalists been on that? Yeah, no, you that's know? it. That's it. I mean, that's a story. And, and they don't jump on until there's a story now. That's, that's it. That's a story yeah. that I was not shocked by because I've, I've actually been following that because it's an interest yeah. to me because I was actually, on a personal level, I looked at that and I was really interested in that story. And I've... But that's the other thing, isn't it? it? You know, news can be buried, news can be put yeah. wherever it wants. Yeah. Um, we see a lot of this stuff now where it's like, especially in politics, where people who worked in Fleet Street were working suddenly for prime ministers, and it's like, well, stories go missing. And I'm sure football now, with its with the value it has, yeah. you know, Rich, Richard Masters can pick up the phone and go, I've got a good little story for you here, and, and, and they'll print it. And, and you're right, there's no opinions because... The opinions are, or, or do you know what it might even be? That there's so many opinions now, that, and there's so many stories. There's a story every day. Sometimes I feel like the stories created, are you know the the um the the, the what we again we see it in politics, and I think football is just following politics as lead. Is that stories are created and are pushed of of huge substance that really have no substance mm. to them, you know um. And we see this in politics all the time. Every time there's something that's actually important, a faux story is created, you know, and, and suddenly that's the story in the headlines and it takes the place of the story. We're seeing that in football, I think, as well. I think we're seeing a lot of stories being created to overshadow what is actually important. Um, and, and sadly, because the Premier League are in charge of, of all this, they can, they can put out whatever story they want and journalists will eat it up. Yeah, oh, I, th th there's there's a lot of deflection that's going on, and and mm. the whole Everton thing is partly about deflection for, for the Premier League. Yeah, of course uh, it is. I think you said it. You said it earlier. You know, um, uh, Everton are a soft target, and we're a soft target because of the way the club has been run. Yeah, you know, it, it it's the club's fault that they're a soft target, but that's what they are, mm. and that's why we've been picked on. Um, mm. You know, and and um, and and so we we we're being used to deflect. From um, from other issues that the Premier League has, you know, and there's the you know because there's no kind of opinion, because there's no proper evaluation, because there's no proper investigation by journalists of of what the Premier League is or isn't doing, or 
is and isn't happening around them, um, you know, they, they they get away with it. You mm. know, whereas if they if there was some kind of proper investigation, some sort of proper spotlight put on them, you know, I think people would be quite shocked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, um, you know, I mean, we, we, we use the word corrupt, uh, but people, I think, think, oh, that's just football fans being yeah, emotional yeah. or just throwing around the word. You know, they are corrupt. And then there's different kinds of corruption. Yeah, yeah. And, and, mm. and, you know, they're, they're corrupt in a few different ways. One way, like, you know, putting misinformation out there mm. that's a kind of corruption you know using um using a club or using a process um for a process for a reason sorry other than what it was supposed to be used for that's mm. it that's that's the kind of corruption but we um, we we are a deflection we're talking about people deflecting from us but we're we are we're a great story mm. to deflect from like say manchester city even though that drags manchester city into it we are a really good story, or we're a good story to show. I mean, I mean, we all know this, but we're a good story to show that the Premier League is doing its job and therefore doesn't need a independent body yeah. looking at it. You know, a watchdog looking at it. Yeah. We are the stuff they've cre- created a story to stop people asking the question. You know, it's no coincidence that on both times that we've been charged that the Premier League were facing a uh, Commons Commission the week, that week. That has happened twice. That is not a coincidence. That is so they can take a piece of paper and say, see, we showed you. We can look after our own house. We are the distraction. Um, yeah. And there is no even kill with football. We see that all the time. We see it. We see it last night. A very clear um, instance in the game where... We all think it's handball. That if it happened, if it happens tonight, if it happens with Liverpool versus Chelsea, and it's actually Liverpool who denied the penalty, that is a story that has ran for days. That is again the media um, being manipulated, and because there is no there is no evenness in the Premier League, other clubs are bigger than the bigger stories. And when Richard Master says they're a small club. It, they, they, they prove that all the time by going you are smaller because we don't actually care and the media don't care and therefore what do you well you know you've got no no legs to stand on really i think this is the thing that the, the dcms letter to richard masters is a huge huge story or it should be a yeah. huge story like it has genuinely called into question in, in a way the integrity mm-hmm. because they are you know andy burnham said it didn't he that he came dangerously close to misleading the in, in Andy Burnham's mm. opinion, that Masters came dangerously close to misleading the panel. Yeah. And then two days later, that is literally what the letter suggests, yeah. that they are saying, you better provide some evidence because we don't think you're telling the truth and we're yeah. not happy with it. But that yeah. came on the same day, unfortunately, that Jurgen Klopp announced his departure from Liverpool. And it's like, the media don't have to focus on it. Yeah. And look, I'm part of the media, like, I, and I know how these things work. Like, I, I work for a company that... A few years ago, we used to do reports, match reports for every Premier League team. And then we, because of a shortage of, of staff as well, we had to change to doing it to, we only reported on six teams. But obviously we put, were like, we did wider wider news stories and anything that happened related to the other teams. But we weren't doing the same in-depth coverage because, to be frank, the the attention, the, 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 the draw just isn't there. Yeah. And there's an Evertonian, it's frustrating because you're one of those 14 that the draw isn't there for. And yeah. You know, you want to you, you want to cover, and that's why you know blogs and things like they have more than a game, but things like the athletic mm. and stuff can be successful in that niche. But 
it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, yeah, isn't it? You if you don't of, talk about a football team, exactly. there's no interest yeah. in a football yeah. team. Yeah. And it becomes more yeah. and more, and then the football team can't grow, and if the football team can't grow, it can't be successful, mm-hmm. but then it can't be successful unless it grows. And yeah. You just kind of get into this cycle then, and unfortunately that's where we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, um, you know, and, and I think what you said before, um, you know, is exactly right. You know, we need we need somebody who's going to speak up for the club. And I think whether that is somebody who's um, actually put out there by the club or somebody like, you know, what about Big Nev? You know, Mm. somebody of his kind of, I mean, he he can be loud when he wants to be Nev. And, you know, he... he, I think the issue is, is, uh, and I don't mean this disrespectfully at all, but I think we need someone... Yeah, we need someone big. Well, also, though... Like... Well, also, and I'll I'll upset a few people here. I'll upset a few here. The 85 team went very, very quiet when it came to uh, what happened with the board and what happened... Mm last year so to suddenly call i personally i'm not someone who would suddenly be asking them to stand up for us because they all went very very dark when it was their mate sitting on the board and no one wanted to ruffle any feathers so i i might upset a few people by saying that but i'm not looking for them and patrick is right i think from our point of view those people asked st- we owe them in huge esteem they're not they're not known those people the 85 team could walk past most people in the street who weren't Evertonians and they wouldn't know they were sadly we live in yeah. a modern era where someone like Micha Richards who didn't win a tap as a footballer by you know being on the bench at Manchester City in the early days is is don't get me wrong he's great he's a great personality and he's 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 got a decent understanding of the game but he's he didn't really win anything. He doesn't you know when he sits around and he's with other people who won all these trophies. He's 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 someone who is who is is sorry his opinion is 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 seen as being huge in the game now because he's yeah. only just left the game. But yeah. and that's because that's what that's what society's like now. They don't you know if you to take a Premier League player from 10, 15 years ago. Most people don't want those people on the on on them unless they really really won lots of trophies, yeah. and that's where we are. We want the immediacy, yeah. don't we? We're, we're putting people on TV who are who are literally just at the very end of their careers, you know, and and that's where we are. So they, we need someone with with who's it's a and don't get me wrong, this is a really hard balancing act because you've got Everton players who are trying to get into the media, ex Everton players, but also don't want to upset the yeah. apple cart. Yeah. Connor Cody would be perfect, yeah. but unfortunately he's playing for Leicester. Yeah, yeah. But he'd be a perfect spokesman yeah. for Everton. And I think I think which is the the, the thing he came through as a red and everything. I, and also to me, and maybe I'm putting my journalistic hat on mm. here. He almost. I sometimes think it needs to be someone from that realm as well. But he's so the old school journalism, and now there's a bit of a mix. You've got because of the growth of regrowth almost of fanzines in the mm. thing of like the athletic pitch done in a professional way. You've got journalists who have a patch, and that's their patch within yeah. an organisation. You've got journalists like Joe Thomas who obviously work for local news. But then you've got like it. Like I think Joe could do it if they got asked to go on the. You know, if Joe got asked, to, he'd do a very good yeah. job of explaining the situation. And he's got a name and you know to back it up, and yeah. he's got the local following behind him. But maybe from a national perspective, like, I think like someone like Mark Chapman did such a good yeah, job yeah. on the on the podcast. And whenever I hear him now on the radio discussing the situation, it's not that he understands it. He understands it. He actually understands it. It's not that he's, he'll ask questions of both sides, like. The, on the Five Live few weeks ago, there was Julia on yeah. and there was Rory Smith on, and like Mark Chapman was playing that perfect role. But that's the issue. We've got we've got someone. We've got like Gary Lineker, but he can't do it because yeah, yeah. he's the head of you know he runs back to he heads yeah, up back yeah. to the day coverage. He can't. 
he's got to be in. No, well, it's it's interesting because Radio Five now have Julia on. I mean, she yeah. li- she literally robbed my 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 gig. That was my gig, <laughs> but I let her off because she knows she knows what she's talking about. She works she works for the club and she works for Real Mesa. But Julia goes on there and knows exactly what she's talking about, and 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 Mark allows her. Yeah, the time because where his other radio stations step all over you because yeah. all they're interested in is there. You know, if you go on a certain radio station, national radio station, they don't allow you to have your say. Yeah. They just want to destroy what you're trying to say. So that's the other side of it. Um, it's very, very difficult. Media is mad at the moment. You put Sky on at like twelve o'clock in the afternoon, and you get four people who are basically YouTubers, which I have no issue with mm-hmm. as a YouTuber. But that's where the landscape is right now. Yeah. That is where the landscape is right now. So it's very difficult. We need, we do need that spokesman. But I, I, we keep you throw a name out, and you just like what, what and, and sure. yeah, and and then what again? I'll put my journal. What maybe football fans in general, and it is hard not to. It's like you've got to maybe. Journalists get a lot of flack, and they yeah. do for sometimes just reporting a story. And it, it's a journalist who you might actually want on your side. Yeah, we can be bitter just like anyone else, I yeah. guess. And like you know, if people are going to start sending, let's like, just rather than fucking name out that David yeah. Hornstein, like because yeah, yeah. he reports something that we don't like. Yeah, yeah. You've got to, he he's reporting it. I'm fine. You can question it maybe, but if you go and then abuse and abuse, yeah. or I'm not saying a, you uh, would, yeah. Rich, but people will do. Yeah. Then like, why would he a week later? report something that's in evidence favour. Like, why would it? I mean, I'm not... These these are people as well. Like, you know, and it happens on a smaller scale, it happens on a bigger scale. So you've got to play the game, really, essentially. It's like you've got to, you know, you've, you've got to have friends. And... The one thing we, we have to all do is, uh, from our point of view, Rich, is if these people are out there, is try and get them on our shows. Yeah, yeah. And try and get that yeah. opinion on our shows and then yeah. and then show them the other side of it. And I'm trying to have a chat. And I know Baz has spoken, he's spoken to Arnstein um, in DMs and stuff and he's spoken to the likes of Carragher and people might go, oh, you're talking to them for? But you're right, you have to be able to talk to them and go, listen... You're saying something which we don't agree with, and and we're just giving you our side. And if that's the only, if they, you can try and get them on a show, yeah. we've got whoever it is, and try and get that out there, then that's the first good step, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So the next time they go on a show, they can go. Well, I actually have spoken to some people at Everton and um, knowledgeable who, who've got knowledgeable, yeah. and actually they've made me aware of this yeah. or made me aware of that. So instead of like all of us a fan base just giving abuse to people that's never going to help you know you've got to educate these people like you have to in any because because ultimately these journalists and these ex-footballers from certainly the ex-footballers from from my experience have such a because they're covering so many different things at once they have such a shallow knowledge of anything the issue with a lot of national journalists and they are still very smarmy about it and they like to think they know everything and they I've had this conversation with people who work with the club and cover the club as well in a lot more detail than I do. And, you know, that's there's been articles published that these people who are also journalists are just, like, baffled by. Because yeah. it's like these don't, they don't know what they're on about, no. but they have the audience. Yeah. The, again, and then it's out in the public realm, and then it's how do you change that? But yeah, Everton yeah. as a club haven't really been switched on enough to it as well, and keeping up with the times. No, no. They, are, they don't. Everton don't use people like us. It's as simple as that. They don't use. They don't give us the opportunity to have interviews with players or managers or people at the club to get that message out either. So it's on Everton. If Everton can't be the voice, then let people like us and other podcasts be the voice yeah. and and share share your players and your manager and the coaches with us. But. 
Rich, thanks for giving us a call, oh, yeah. mate. Good nice call one, for fellas. someone who didn't. Yeah. For someone who didn't have anything to say, you did, you said a lot, mate. Nice well, one. Well, you know, uh, I can <laughs> babble if you want me to. No, nice that's one, good. Nice Cheers, one, mate. mate. See you thanks later, Rich. Uh, I've just seen a good one there from Emma in the comments saying, "Where is it?" Uh, not showing protests or banners, muting the cloud news mm. noise, uh, recording interviews with Andy Burnham and ourselves, then not showing them. So she's clearly saying everything we need, you know, that's been going on. Right, great show, good calls, good comments. Thanks for, I know I haven't read loads out, but I am looking at them and getting your points of view. Um, so big thanks to Patrick for coming Thank over. You. He should have been here tomorrow. Baz doesn't know the date of transfer deadline. Neither day. So neither does neither Patrick. These are supposed to be the educated minds in the room. Ned, Ned claims he knew it was Thursday. I don't believe that. Ned didn't even know what the score was at the final <laughs> whistle last night. So there you go. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. It is deadline day. Who knows what's going to happen, but we'll be here live from one. See you later.